Uh, I know. Yeah. Yeah. I it wonder sucks. about yep. Hellraiser 3. I wonder if there's Corona in, in Hellraiser 3. It was mm. such a strong 9-11. <laughs> Maybe I'll have a strong Corona as well. Right, right. Like any, any, Yeah, that'd be interesting. If any strong 9-11 resonator includes Corona within it. Um, yeah. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> certainly, certainly, certainly seems like Gremlins does. Holy shit. What a fucking movie. <laughs> yeah, I need to watch that again. <laughs> Dr. Catheter. God. <laughs> I guess I kind of understand that. Like, like the, the catheter is truly it's like the worst, most kind of like invasive thing you can imagine, basically. <laughs> so <laughs> right, it right. makes sense that they'd call that character Dr. Catheter, you know? <laughs> yeah, I'd never thought of that. Yeah. It's like it's what funny. is the most like obscenely hideous example of Western medicine gone awry? <laughs> the catheter. <laughs> That's you know it's funny because yeah, absolutely. I'd never paid attention to that name, but it 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 you know it 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 says something about phallus, right? So that that name yes. has to do with yeah, phallus. Yeah. Uh. <laughs> Hmm. Well, I guess not exactly because oh, really? A catheter, I, I, a catheter could be installed in a woman too, of course. And I think the word just means um, falling down or downwards or something. Oh, Flow right, down I, or something. Yeah. Right. I didn't. Right. I didn't know that. Right. Right. But yeah, certainly, you know, genitals. A, 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 a male figure named Doctor Catheter would imply to me uh, a penis and a catheter. I don't know. Uh, yeah. And anyway, yeah, it implies it implies genitals, genital, genitals and uh, huh. peeing. Yeah. Yeah. Mm. Gosh, all this laboratory scenes so weird now because you know he collects the the lady. Sne- they're all sick on that floor. You know, the secretary's sneezing all the time, and Doctor Catheter takes her germs. Uh, yeah, yeah. Puts it in his pocket and it has them analyzed. So the whole the whole idea of, of viruses and stuff is really present yeah. there for kind of like for no reason. You know, did, did, did that seem weird to you initially? It always seemed weird to me a little bit that there's this running theme of people sneezing up there. You know, I guess it's just to show that the. the the result of the medical weirdness there is is harming everyone and making them ill. I don't know. Yeah, that it's having ill effects on their health. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, and then there's this weird sort of slight possible association to the gremlins themselves because the gremlins are like little little germs or little like... Yes. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Well, then it's the same director that makes Inner Space, you know, mm-hmm. which is all about going in a body... So yeah, I really think there's something to that, especially because the whole Gremlins movie is such an obvious little kind of like model of a society with a pathogenic element spreading through it kind of like thing, you know, 
it's like this tower that models the different segments of society. Um, and, the, you know, it has its own news system in it. And it's like, it's really, it's like a complete modeled little nation state exists in the, in the clamp Regency Trade Center. <laughs> huh. I wonder if it also somehow, there's something about viruses that puts the focus on the body. Right. Yeah. On, yeah. On the inside of the body. So it's like maybe there is this sort of transition from uh, that. Maybe movies are tracking some sort of a transition in the focusing of awareness. That somehow awareness over the this historical period is slowly focusing in on the body or something. Mm. Um, on the on the inside. Mm. I don't know something about that, that that there is a way in which we we are tunneling towards a, do you think a, that's yeah. that's um a tunneling towards the unconscious expressed in the only metaphor we can which is going to be about going inside the body because we don't believe in any other thing or do you think it's somehow more literal that mm. there is a secret in the flesh yet to be uncovered that western oh. medicine is about to <laughs> converge on somehow you know <laughs> man that's funny yeah i think it has something to do with this last thing mm. i've been th i was thinking about this today specifically that's weird man yeah because mm. i think that um th there is something about the body that we miss as a yes. culture yeah um and i think that Mm. it's something that that ironically you know mystical traditions are often portrayed as being very ethereal very disconnected from the body and yet right. uh, so many mystical traditions are either linked to some form of prayer or meditation which brings a heightened yes. awareness of the body yes and everything it's feeling or it has something to do with drugs, which also... No, exactly. It just has a different view of the body, which yeah. is the body as a vessel for spirit mm -hmm. in some way, you know? Um, yeah, it's, exactly. It's, it's just what we were saying before, is like the absence of mental health consideration. Exactly, yeah. There's no, there's no psyche in, in the healthcare system, except mm -hmm. in the ghettoized world of psychotherapy, which isn't, you know isn't really yeah. allowed correct access to the thing yet. It's like what I was saying before, like anyone who has this level of traumatic access to another human being's body has to be trained in mental health as well. You know, it's just not okay to let people poke other people, you know, yeah. Dr. Yeah. Catheter style who don't yeah. understand anything about how to put people at ease and manage anxiety and feelings and trauma and all that, you know, they need to know all that stuff. It, they're going to be poking around people's bodies. Um, it's so crazy that they're separate, completely separate disciplines, and that there's so much kind of scorn, like for the very idea of, of mental health. It seems in the physical health mm. world. Um, yeah, <laughs> and especially a scorn for any sort of spiritual management of of anything, <clears throat> you know. It's like they're, they're doctors, you know, 
their approach should be what's helping the patient cope with the thing. It's not their business to have some weird implicit agenda about like, I don't know, like, because it just emerges this thing, like, thing, like I, I didn't receive any kind of spiritual advice, you know, just in the sense of like, just the very basic sense, like emotionally, have you thought about how you're going to cope with how difficult this is going to be? Instead, I had doctors just kind of selling me on a fantasy version of this surgery in which there was going to be very little pain and very little restriction and everything was going to be hunky-dory. Uh, they should have said, this is going to be a huge ordeal. Do you have community? Do you have people that can help you? Um, yeah, you know, what, do you, what are you going to do when you come up against this problem? What are you going to do when you come up against this problem? You know, there's just nothing even remotely, remotely like, like that. And it's so fucked, like. Yeah, 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 yeah. And then the constant sort of um, assumption, like you say, that uh, any sort of anything that is explained in non-physical terms, or, or like any mental issue that is not directly explained in like terms of brain chemistry or something like that. Uh, yeah. Yeah, is is to be. It's it's funny because it's like it it has to be squashed. It's not enough for them to have their opinion. You have to be converted. You know, they they, they have to like. It's as if exactly. if you yeah. if you yeah. believe in that, you have to be mocked and um and also told that it's dangerous. Like it's simultaneously yes. <laughs> it's, it's simultaneously stupid and dangerous. <laughs> the joker <laughs> oh yeah yeah <laughs> <laughs> um i know that's really annoying and uh it's almost as if everything's inverted because it's like we tell ourselves that our world is that our society is is very material and that it doesn't um and that it doesn't take like the spiritual into account that's what it tells right. itself right but at the same time it's as if this fixation on money for example and on the potential of money is something non-material a potential is something that isn't material yet you know what i mean it's something that right 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 yes and and so and yet i and and at the, on the other hand uh feeling the body really feeling what you're feeling is something that as far as i can tell only mostly mystical traditions kind of get involved with otherwise you know uh, you know you know because i think it's because if you actually sort of focus on what the body is feeling it has paranormal consequences i think that's the problem yeah it, it, <laughs> yeah yeah that's like, it 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 just you and that's kind of a it's a loophole in the system that that really annoys it i think because the body is the most material thing you know oh wow alan yeah that's a really interesting point yeah <laughs> yeah it, it it angers it that that actually the thing that we have closest at hand the most material thing that we have closest at hand is the most direct link into the spiritual um, yes. 
Uh, yes. And yeah, something. Yeah. Yes. Well, then I think just in general, mm-hmm. any anything that's relying on repressing things out of awareness, yeah, yeah, is just uh, vulnerable. You know, in the in this basic sense, like you know, it's, right. it's just not going to last that long. Because things will be noticed, and uh, and yeah, it's just, it's just the case that that if you really pay attention to what's going on in your experience, um, there are all kinds of subtle things that you can't reduce to to the purely physical. You know, um, we spend so much time, it seems to me, in our society, kind of even with things like feelings. You know, yeah. feelings are too present to be completely repressed. Like you can't say, I don't believe feelings exist. But so instead what we do, like you might say, I don't believe ghosts right, right. exist yeah. or et cetera. Yeah. You, know? <laughs> you can't yeah. deny them completely outright. But but so instead we just we trivialize them as like as being they're irrational and they're not good sources of information. You shouldn't listen to them. You should think through everything with your brain, you know, which is also good advice. Because it's not yeah. completely untrue, but it's it also is ideologically weighted in a direction that consistently undermines some whole, whole region of experience, like emotional experience. It's one thing to say, balance your feelings with some rational thinking. That's good advice. Mm-hmm. It's another thing to say, any feeling you have is a silly invalid thing ignore it and use your rational brain instead <laughs> that's bad yes. advice right um yeah yeah anyway yeah um, and it's yeah absolutely and that's kind of what they encourage you to do in the healthcare system i yes, should have listened exactly. to my intuition which was telling me over and over again to not go along with any of these things um Mm. Uh, yeah yeah exactly that's the annoying thing that's what you're encouraged to do um, and you're encouraged to do it you're, you're, encu- you're systematically encouraged and then <laughs> if you have an intent you ignore uh, that ended up being correct you're told to dismiss the evidence too. It's it's a coincidence then, and you should you should forget about it. <laughs> oh, absolutely. Yeah, yeah. Right. Exactly. It's fucked up. Yeah. And it's funny because that's the thing. Sync is, in a sense, the most materialistic pursuit. <laughs> yeah. Because all that it is is a focusing on the material world. You're focusing deeply on yes. on, on things around you. That, that on a, on, in the world yeah. around you. Yeah. You're yeah. just paying you're paying close attention to your to your body and to the body of the physical world. Well that's what that's what makes it so so annoying, clearly. Yeah. <laughs> it's the it's the same same kind of thing like you were saying about the about the body, you know. It's like it's like <laughs> it makes use of 
it makes use of something that the rational mind can't discard completely, which is which is pattern. Yeah. Rational mind loves a good pattern, but then synchronicity kind of kind of uses that as an exploit almost to launch these like funny patterns that then <laughs> do these weird things to you. <laughs> huh. Yeah. No, it's annoying. Exactly. It's exactly the area that can't be discarded. Like, like, it, you know, people will tell you, oh, you, dreams don't mean anything. Don't focus on them. And you're like, okay. But they can tell you not to focus on the physical world or on, like, you know, the events around you. Like, it's this kernel of reality that the system can't tell you isn't real <laughs> yeah 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 um and yet that is sort of uh the trash can because that's the last place that the system would expect there to be um spirit moving through it that that spirit moves that 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 pat that somehow um the yeah. base, the base yeah. material um, is the vehicle. And it's so, sync is often so flagrant in how it will do that. Like how it'll use like product placement. Part of, you know? <laughs> yes, exactly. <laughs> it'll use these like, these like, these patterns laid down for the, for the most base purpose, like just to, like sell little kids Pepsi or something. And it'll use that yeah. as a, as a hook. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah which again is like is exactly what the the system would tell you is real like like it's yeah right it's it's exactly the domain of of culture like um the most the trashiest most sort of mainstream like um product placement it, it can't be denied that it's real and and because it's it's what it, it's it's in the it's it's in consciousness yes <laughs> it is yeah it's not hidden it's pushed in your face so no one can tell you that that stuff isn't something you should focus on so okay so here's a weird thing just <laughs> just just a yeah. weird kind of technical side mm. passage here um in the future product placement's going to be designed in a very different way, I think, because it's, it's not going to be about pushing a particular product at you. Instead, they're going to design backgrounds as probability fields with lots of different products, and they're going to track individuals' eye movements through those fields to discover <laughs> information about you. So in other words, they don't want to sell you Cheerios. They want to know, do you prefer Cheerios or Chex Mex or blah, blah, blah. So you'll just have a bunch of cereals back there in a cluster and everyone will see the cereals, but not everyone's going to linger on the same cereals and they'll be able to detect really micronic movements, you know, in the retina uh, and see how oh, this yeah. person looked at the Cheerios for like a split instant longer than the Chex Mex. So we're going to personalize their, their next ad for, to be, to be about Cheerios, you know? Yes. <laughs> oh, man. So, 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 so we can expect to see an explosion of visual density 
in the micro-symbolic plane as that kind of advertising gets more terrible and complicated. So what did we just finish talking about? Right. Um, I don't remember. You had mentioned that you thought that in the future, ads would be much more... Oh, yeah. Tailor-made. Yeah, dense. Yeah. It makes me think of fucking, um, you know, that uh, Ready Player One, I think. That's yeah. like one of the goals of the like the bad guys in the movie is to fill virtual reality with ads. <laughs> yeah, it's really strange. It, 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 I think it's because I think this is going to be done in more than just the visual field. Mm-hmm. I think that movies movies are going to be like one of the things that movies are going to do is they're going to be research boxes to figure out what to like to build profiles on the people that watch them, you know. Um, oh, interesting. You know, it's oh, like that fuck. thought experiment that Christopher Nolan does with the two <laughs> boats. Except yeah. this thing is is going to watch you and try to figure out what your answer is about it, or, or things things like that. You know, um, mm. there'll be there'll be kind of covert films will be kind of covert psychological probing and testing and research. Um, <laughs> there'll be an intelligence like an actual artificial intelligence behind the movies watching the audience building profiles of the audience members according to how they react to things going on in the movies and that'll be partly about figuring out how to sell things to people but it'll partly be about identifying people who are gonna go do something criminal because they Mm -hmm. they were a little too happy about the violence in a particular scene or something you know <laughs> there's all kinds yeah. of weird horrible dystopic possibilities there yeah i can see like the, the movie itself becomes a a, a test right yes. if you if you yes. stare if you stare too long at this scene or that scene uh it mean it will give information about you <laughs> yes yes it makes yeah. me think about the extent to which that will influence the design of film. Mm-hmm. You know, I would imagine that big corporate films will start to have areas that are really kind of obviously constructed environments that are meant to elicit information from the people that move through them. You know. <laughs> well, can, can you can you say that again? That- yeah um i think i think that large-scale blockbuster films that are kind of made by committee and that that are already you know the kinds of places where you'd find lots of product placement but this is Mm. it's kind of like the version of that in the future you know those kinds of films will probably have very obviously architected areas like spaces (laughs) of film that are meant to that are just there to collect information on the people that watch them you know Mm. i I think that the actual structure of these films will start to reflect um (laughs) the needs of the information gathering wing Mm, yes you know um yeah but i think but but i think that's gonna have weird sorts of consequences because it's 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 gonna push in the direction of multi dimensional filmmaking you want to be able to test for a lot of things at once as efficiently as possible 
And so that means that films ought to be more and more like Rorschach tests. You know, they ought to have, have more uh, possibility of kind of layered meaning transmission and therefore information reception. You know, um, many ways to interpret this scene, but what is the individual viewer's pathway through it on the basis of what these things know in terms of where you're looking, but also in terms of biometric. Are you fidgeting? Are you sweating? Are you happy? Are you sad? Are you angry? Or you could read your micro expressions and associate pretty sophisticated emotional states with different stimuli. And, you know, and it could do that to you for every such film you watched. So they could be very sophisticated in how they metered out these kinds of tests and environments they could be split across many different media sessions you might not realize that you're taking the same test many times in different forms and then they're kind of aggregating on the basis of that to see sort of how often you tip in a certain direction versus some other one and and do that across many factors and build build a sophisticated psychological pro profile of, about you yeah yeah, it's quite terrible. It should be illegal, all that stuff. <laughs> wow. <laughs> My opinion. I, I, I wonder, like, how this might um, interact with virtual reality. Yeah. Well, that, that'll be the main, the main kind of gathering ground, I would imagine, is people watching films in VR headsets, because the, that's the only place there's going to be, like, strong retinal tracking in the immediate future. Uh I can imagine eventually camera resolutions on normal TVs, which increasingly have cameras in them, you know, um, mm, I can yeah. imagine those cameras becoming so high resolution that they could do retinal tracking just on the basis of the video feed of you that your TV is receiving. But in the near future, it's going to be the head mounted display where you have anything like reasonable, usable, because it's right on the face and they can, they can, they have sensors, right. Um, and, uh, and those headsets need them. They already have those eye trackings to optimize the rendering pipelines. So it's just a matter of them, of them using the sensors that are already in those headsets at this point, <laughs> at least in terms of figuring out the, the baseline of like where you're looking in a scene. This mm. other stuff I'm describing, like biometrics and like extracting your facial expressions, that's all more distant future still, but not that distant, you know. I can yeah. imagine how you would design that kind of system today. You, you could design one today. It's yeah, just that yeah. It's not it's not robust or or spread or anything, but but all the parts are there to make that kind of thing happen. Yeah. Yeah. Fuck, that's crazy. Because then obviously, like that. This combines with um with sync, yeah. Like, <laughs> uh, like how would um how how would sync interact with that environment? Uh, well, so one strange thing about it, in order to okay, so we were just discussing before, like the films that will be that are going to accommodate this kind of psychological mm. um, e extraction, you know? But they're also gonna want to do it for 
any film that you watch, including old films, because there, there's still a lot of information you could glean from that. The film doesn't have to be designed to accommodate that. If you can figure out a little bit what a film means and what's going on in a film visually, automatically, and then just track you, track you as normal. So, in other yeah. words, they would like to know if you're looking at a Pepsi or a Coke in any film, <laughs> even if it's like, say, Back to the Future. So that means that they're going to run AI on Back to the Future to figure out what all the objects are in it. So they'll know what everything is so that they can match what you're looking at to what the object is and so that they can do all their extraction on you still. And so that means that there's going to be like databases just filled with object lists for all these old movies. Like in this frame... <laughs> These are the things that are visible on the screen and in all the and where they are on the screen, you know. Um, yeah. And it'll be it'll be very general purpose, probably, because they're going to want as much. You, they don't know what they might learn about you. So they're not just going to want to know, are you looking at a Coke or a Pepsi? They're just going to want to know, is this guy looking at furniture or is this guy looking at at tit? Because we're going to sell them. We could sell them one or the other, you know, we could put a bunch of porn ads in this feed, or we could put a bunch of like lazy boy sofa ads, you know? Uh, <laughs> so, it, so it ought to be very general. It's just like, these are all the objects in here. And, but then that those will be, once that's listed like that, we, you can do all the statistical stuff I've been imagining. One really weird thing is like, is that, you know, we'll get, like sort of out of this process we'll get we'll get statistical models of these movies it'll be possible to know like what percentage of back to the future is made up of shots involving cars um that would be trivial to answer once we know every object in every location in it you know um and uh and so those kinds of things i think i think uh intersect with sync in some kind of very powerful way, um, particularly if, if, the, if that kind of information never became open sourced and accessible to the public, you know. Um, and, but it ought to be because because um, the tools are, you know, there's nothing to stop anyone from building their own neural network and processing those films themselves in that way. You could do that today within yeah. limits. Um, uh, and so I do imagine we'll get public databases that contain that kind of you know imdb will probably end up having some giant vector cache of of just all these vectors like um oh, it'll wow. be like right you know like yeah just be able to download a text file that just has has in a giant list like every object in in back to the future etc weird stuff um but but in terms of the actual, like, and how that might interact with sync in kind of a live way, mm. I think that's maybe a little more interesting, you know. But I haven't thought thought through that. I wonder if you have any yeah. about it, um, because mm. it does seem like like this extraction system could notice things that you're noticing in a synchronistic way. Like it could determine that I'm obsessed with the Fox Photo Film booth. It could ah, know that about me. You absolutely. know. Yeah. 
Right. So that's weird because it means that these profiles are going to be pulling out information that relates to unconscious stuff potentially too. Mm -hmm. Like you might not know that you have a particular fixation, but the system could know it about you all already. Yeah. Isn't that weird? Yeah. Yeah. And then how does it like, exactly. How does it sell you something when you're fixating on, on red foxes? Yeah. That, right. Yeah, like, yeah. It, 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 I wonder like what that would pose to the system. Um, yeah i mean it would probably assume that i i mean i assume it would like on a basic level it would just push a lot of fox merchandise at me like like fox <laughs> stuffed animal and t-shirts with foxes on them and you know things like that um, yeah which would be a very weird world wouldn't it we're just kind of noticing things a little more when you're watching a movie mm. ends up generating a bunch of kind of autonomous ads elsewhere in your life that reflect that object you know it's, it's already doing that with conversation topics a little bit i notice if we mention a product or something um in our, in the facebook chat i'll often notice that like amazon suddenly is like buy this product like just exactly the product i mentioned in iChat or in messenger you know um like that, but just with things you look at, not even with things you explicitly mention. Yeah, and I, I keep wondering how, like, um, in the, let's say, in, in, in the traditionally psychological read of synchronicity, um, without necessarily getting into a lot of the bigger, like, numinous stuff, th there is just this idea that every time you see a repetition of the same symbol, it could be an opportunity for you to think or feel something about that symbol that you hadn't felt before. So right. that, um, uh, you know, in, in a lot of Jung's examples, there are like, I, I think there's this, this example of this guy who has been thinking about death or something, and then at a clothes store, he wants to buy a, a, a shirt, but the only kind of shirts they have are black shirts. And it reminds him of like mourning. And, um, and so encountering that symbol again brings all this emotion and all these thoughts up. Uh, so that with this kind of thing, with, with these kind of ads, it's as if, imagine that every time you encounter the red fox in some kind of a new context, it, 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 it makes you think something about it or feel something about it new. This kind of a mad spiral into like an exponential increase of the amount of times that you see red foxes because they are actively being generated by this yeah, yeah. publicity thing. Like what kind of a weird um, encounter it's like it's like a a constant encounter with a symbol that is that is potentially trying to wake you up to thoughts and emotions that you hadn't really 
wanted to experience but it uh, yes yeah yeah how strange but of course i wonder whether that would help or or not or hinder like, or yeah. hinder yeah yeah maybe it just like over saturates you to the point where it it it, the, the, it stops meaning anything right um, right yeah Yeah, it's I mean, here's the thing, mm. I would think. I would think that if you knew what to look for, you could identify an individuating person this sort of technology. You know? You could you could notice a sink head popping. You could feel like oh weird their attention is starting to throw rogue elements uh -huh. like first like first of all you just notice this person has gone off the rails they're looking at the background way too much time looking at the background you know because mm -hmm. you'll just see that as a statistical reality you'll see <laughs> the vast yeah. majority of viewers are looking at faces and then over here there's some weird pocket of activity <laughs> Where people are looking not at faces, they're looking, they're looking at everything else going on, but the faces, you know. That, yeah, yeah. That's going to be some little pool of like psychopaths. <laughs> I don't know, all kinds of problem people that they probably want to isolate, actually, yeah. and, and and know about. Um, yeah. So I don't know. That that's pretty scary to me in a certain way. Um, yeah. See, th this exactly. This worries me because I can see. Uh, both a an optimistic path and a pessimistic path, mm. um, like, because the 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 pessimistic path is that. Well, in fact, I think the pessimistic path doesn't make sense unless I explain the optimistic path first. What 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 would be what the optimistic path is simply just this idea that um that somehow. And it's more complicated than this, but somehow consciousness, or the, the the ego, has this sort of addiction to to money, to put it some way, because yeah. wealth is it represents like the numinous material substance, like uh, right. it's it's the opposite of the trash can. Um, and the ego is convinced that it's the, the center of value somehow. It's, yeah. it's it's the it's the and I mean value in the big way like it's it's we've made it the central determiner of right and wrong in some way it, it's the yeah. ethical center of the whole village is money uh-huh and, yeah. And, yeah. and so the and so the ego is this as the thing that goes through choices and it's all about right and wrong in some way you know it's it's just very obsessed with it therefore yeah. is the sacred the sacred stabilizer of the ah. moral architecture of the whole society. right it's it the is good that choice. jewel in the in the in the monster squad opening you know it's that <laughs> it's, the, it's the right yeah the numina foundation stone of the value system mm, mm, mm. yeah i think see i I think this is what's happening exactly. The, the ego chooses um, 
good and wrong somehow. And, and it always chooses the good. Like it always chooses what it thinks yeah. is good. So as it accumulates these choices, this huge pocket of bad things builds. Things that <laughs> ego considers to be bad. Yes. Right? Yeah. And, and slowly that gets bigger and bigger, right? Because now um, it's as if, you know, the, what is good is more and more materially inaccessible. Like mm. only a small group of people can have what the ego considers to be good. <laughs> right. Um, um, and, and so the, the thing is that it, it's as if then the numinous, like the, 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 the ego do, isn't aware that the, the, the numinous also runs through the trash like mm. It, it, mm. it it it's trying to find the numinous in a specific area of the material world and um and may, you know may, maybe there is something to that maybe there's something to that but it's sort of maybe it, uh, um it doesn't see the possibility that what it's trying to find in gold also exists in excrement Yes, it's trying. It's exclusively trying to find this thing in gold, this experience, this contact with the divine, with the self, without, as if only a particular portion of the material world, the golden portion of the material world, can be in contact with that. Yeah. Yes. Yeah. But then the thing is that, um, because of this. <laughs> money seems to um it it wants to it wants to make money and in order to make money it uh develops all these systems like we're talking of like uh ads tailoring ads and all this stuff and 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 in order to do that it finds more and more complicated ways of doing it like this whole um and I am simplifying a lot but like this sure. whole you're this whole neural network thing, right? So it's it's but this yeah. neur this neural network thing, it seems to be ripe with the possibility of an uncovering of sync yeah. because of the way it tracks um, pattern. Yes. So it's as if see money. It's as if money is doomed. To uncover the the god that is in the trash can, because <laughs> it 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 in order to make money, it needs to analyze the material world, and in analyzing the material world, objective patterns emerge, yes. which destroy it. It 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 is doomed for an ego death. It it yes. it's. But I have that the is same kind of yeah. Mm. It's the same. Yeah, right exactly it just seems I'm, like the yeah. obvious in end game of mm -hmm. the west's obsession with vision you know mm -hmm. we're, we're 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 busy building just the most giant sophisticated bionic eye imaginable which is this crazy neural net supported computer vision tech right. that's just <laughs> yeah coming into into being here you know
And uh, in fact, in fact, it has, it has two aspects. It's a, it's an eye that can see anything, but it's also a, a display that can visualize anything. And it's the same technology. Um, what it detects, it can generate. We learned that with the Google Deep Dream thing that just projected dogs everywhere. That was, um, you know, those were networks that yeah. detected right. dogs. Um, mm. um, right, so, right. <laughs> so it yeah. also has this, this kind of perfect, like, fantasy visualization aspect on the other side. Mm. Um, um, but yeah, it just, it just seems like, okay, like, the, like, yeah, the big Western eyeball is going to see so much that it'll eventually see the most subtle thing of all, which is synchronicity. Uh, and that somehow that will be, that will be detected in a statistical way is my guess. Cause I just think that that would be the perfect trickstery fuck you to the whole Western. Project yeah. 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 Would be, exactly. <laughs> would be the, the discovery of a statistical effect that, that must be sort of emerging from outside linear space time. That's just hilarious. It, it ought to be that. <laughs> exactly. Yeah. It's, it's, it it's a, it, that's that's hilarious. It's like it it will emerge in exactly the kind of way that cannot be discounted. By, yes, by the current exactly. world. Exactly. Exactly. <laughs> yeah. 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 It's the uh, which is a, an actual storm. Yeah. 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 A, a material. It will, it will be as it will be as real as any other statistical effect, down to whatever accuracy of of it. It happens to be, you know, mm, mm. Um, and and that will just be that will just be what that is. <laughs> it's you know, we're, because yeah, we're guessing we're, we're we're making an intuitive bet here on the basis of the fact that we think we've identified these patterns in advance. You know, I think I'm looking at patterns that look statistically Boom. significant to me. You know, but it's but it is a it's a you know it is a bit of a an extension of faith, I suppose, to imagine yeah. that uh, that these are truly there and will and will be shown to be there by these pattern crawling mm. tools. Uh, but uh, yeah, I don't know, I'm feeling pretty good about it. Yeah, <laughs> I, I, it's 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 funny because like I tend to be like uh, you know. This is my optimistic view, mm. but at the same time, talking about all this, I feel as if, what if <laughs> there is a way in which all of this objective pattern can be reintegrated into um, the blood pyramid somehow? Mm. Like I'm, I'm, a, I, I'm, I'm wondering whether that needs to be accounted for maybe that maybe not maybe it's that's somehow not possible no i know what you mean like mm. or i think i think i do anyway just like mm -hmm. even just in the sense of like um okay let's say that this thing is just was discovered and uh and it was like accepted like okay there's some weird thing to do with images and time and yeah, yeah something crazy can happen and has happened here um my naivety is 
always to think that if that fact were known to be true, it mm-hmm. would send such a shockwave through the social body that the mm-hmm. whole old world would collapse overnight, you know? Yeah. But of course, that's <laughs> really, that's not very realistic at all, really. How would that happen that way? Um, it wouldn't. It would, it would be, first of all, even if it were known to be true, it would take a long time for different segments of society to accept that it's true, probably. It would be a slow kind of, uh, to some degree, pro- slow process of, uh, of acceptance, pro- probably. probably. Uh, and anyway, even if it were eventually widely accepted or kind of instantly widely accepted, um, it wouldn't solve any of the practical problems we're dealing with. We'd still have all these issues to do with resources and power and violence and control and all of this you know um so i yeah. think it's you know imagining it as a real kind of kind of panacea moment is is probably not correct you know but it uh but it would but it would probably crack open the fundamental it would end the hegemony of this particular world you know it would be a very strong crack that would say other other ideas are possible about fundamentally what's going on you know um and that would be something important i think historically but i just think one has to be realistic about how historical change actually occurs it's very rarely kind of moment and overnight it's a different world you know Mm -hmm. uh, um, big discoveries are made and then it takes a lot to do with any of that knowledge you know generally we hurt ourselves with with advancements in knowledge before we figure out how to use it responsibly so yeah and i'm i'm wondering like uh whether even um, and it's like, <laughs> I hate to be a bummer because it's like, I, 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 I think that there's something really important in the, like the optimistic view, so to speak, because, and, yeah. And, and, yeah. but, but it, it's like, what I just keep thinking that, so in, in the same way that it seems that. There are like, there are similarities with the lucid dream thing where any hint of lucidity is squashed. Maybe that's too extreme a way of putting it, but it's like, what if the, the possibility of sync being something discovered is just like, um, e- even sort of n- newer, strong, stronger um, mechanisms are generated um, almost sort of automatically mm. to defend from that uh, pattern recognition be- be- sort of being 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 made aware. I don't know what they would be, <laughs> honestly. I mean, uh, 
and I don't even know exactly what what the value is in in wondering about these in, in, about mm-hmm. this. Uh, yeah, yeah, you know, it's just. I mean, for me, it just speaks to the fact that that we are a civilization heading into deep crisis. Mm-hmm. Uh, you know, we're we're just nowhere near done with any of this. This the, the, these technological changes that are happening are, are going to be their own kind of disruptive something when they really hit. You know, um, we've been through so much already as a world, but. Uh, tightening grip of the corporate sort of military industrial complex you know Mm -hmm. is is not going anywhere anytime soon that i can see you know Mm. these issues are gonna escalate for a while so i don't know i'm uh it's a nervous time to be alive you know these things are, are we're existing clearly I think at the at during a time of uh, you know we're at the we're at the edge of, of, of some or like approaching the edge of a, of a collapse in the world in yeah. some way yeah um, everyone's kind of hoping it won't be that bad uh, me too but uh i don't know it's a big big blood pyramid keeps hemorrhaging away that it does i mean it could it could really hurt people on the way down so like i said here in, in brooklyn you know things are quieting down now in the city um i probably feel the safest i've felt in a week in a week in, term, in terms of the level of just ambient sort of violence in the city, you know. Um, mm-hmm. But, uh, yeah, I don't know. I'm just scared enough at this point. I think I, I'm, I'm not convinced we're through even the immediate kind of kind of issues here. I, th- I think the, I think we might see an uptick in violent protests again before this thing is mm-hmm. through. Mm, yeah maybe not but i'm just kind of you know thinking back over the last few months how many times have i told myself ah, it's you know it's not going to get that much worse than this we must, we must be finally on the way up you know yeah <laughs> a month ago there was no such thing as violence in the streets we were just all dealing with being bored at home and the fear of this virus you know so yeah the trend has been that great overall uh, i wonder I think if in this... another month we won't be talking saying something like oh you know before the, <laughs> before yeah, the yeah, nuclear yeah. warhead went off in washington dc we you know <clears throat> yeah i, I mean uh, yeah that, that, that's it's so weird because um it's it's like um probably one of the things that makes this weird for me is that as it as things uh, get more intense, the I, I 
I could swear that my kind of sinky intuition is reaching levels that it hadn't before. Yeah, I agree. I agree. Yeah. I think it's because we need it. We're really in the jungle now, you know? Uh, yeah, yeah. That, that intuition is going to help us get through mm, this mm. crazy situation. Maybe. I don't know. That, that, right, and that's the thing, because I wonder, like, um, it's as if it seems that an analysis of the situation um, c- c- can 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 it can make us see that that um, somehow what we call sync is being repressed. You know that 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 mm. systematically um, the idea of intuition and emotion as opposed to reason and and I don't know that, that there is some yeah. sort of way in which there is just this sort of like repression of of the value of the intuitive the intuitive is something like mucky and 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 irrational uh and so when i see these kind of what seemed to me like like this analysis of the situation that somehow what is uh that that at, at some level a healing a, a, a healing um, of the situation would involve an integration of of intuition and therefore of of, of sync of all these sort of of the lunar. Um, it it makes it even weirder that as things get more intense, the lunar gets more intense, right? The the, the, the yeah yeah. Because what does that mean? It, it's like it gives me hope and fear at the same time it's like hope because it seems as if the lunar is becoming stronger but at the same time it's as if yeah what 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 is to be done with all that lunarity well exactly? well well, well <laughs> exactly yeah the lunar is a pretty, pretty ambiguous space as we both know the fact that it's getting stronger isn't necessarily a good thing or no. a bad thing it just re- it just represents a degree of unconscious agitation in the world uh, without proper a proper way of bringing those unconscious agitations into consciousness that they, they, they just overflow in various chaotic ways eventually i think you know the same thing could have been said probably before the rise of nazi germany there was a lot of intensification of the lunar uh uh yeah and yeah, you, you, you know like like what kind of what kind of you know might be it might be because a portal to hell is open yeah or is about yeah. to open uh yeah uh yeah yeah this is what frightens me about like um this way in which sync can sometimes be something to 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 run away from or 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 something not 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 a hundred percent um healthy to uh, follow or pay attention to in the sense that so I, I, I was talking about this way this sort of lucid dream mechanism how like things like the the, 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 the lucid dreamer is pursued by buying dream characters um, it's weird because 
I, again, like I, I get this feeling sometimes that mm, there are, this may be a little detour, but it's like there are moments in my life when uh, suddenly events constellate in a certain way and and they constellate in a sort of synchronistic way. And so that makes me think, oh, wow, look, I'm in the middle of, of a sync storm. I'm in the middle of the sync web. And my it's as if I have trained myself to feel that that is something good, that uh -huh. that 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 if i'm in the middle of a sync web it's that i am being cradled in the hands of of the divine somehow you know right I, right yeah yeah i know what you mean that oh cool like everything is in order you know yeah yeah but i feel sometimes that like take take a lucid dream you may be in a in one location in a lucid dream like in a in a store in like a city and the the store clerk is trying to prevent you from being lucid. Um, and imagine that they're you know that they're doing this in some way. Maybe they're trying to talk you out of being lucid or something. And then you walk away from that store and you go to some other completely unrelated place in the dream. And of course, whatever situation you encounter there is also very likely going to try to to wake you up or something maybe like it's a uh, some some other dream character or some other dream situation that is a synchronicity in some sense like hmm. first you were at the store and then you were somewhere else but both places resonated with a similar theme which is the theme of of, of trying to prevent you yes. from doing something so when that happens in waking life, it, it can feel like uh, because I'm tr sort of I've trained myself to see it as something benign. I, I will tell myself things like, oh, this is a test, you know, or it's an obstacle to be overcome. Like imagine that I am suddenly at a moment in my life, I am approached by all sorts of different events and situations and people who in a completely non-causal way are all like subtly trying to put me down maybe they're trying to tell me to not uh to not follow my dreams and not to not you know whatever it may be to not do to, to not do the things that i want to do to not or to not express my sexuality in the way that i want to like imagine that i'm sort of surrounded by all these situations and it 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 feels like, wow, you know, synchronicity. I'm in the middle of a huge network of synchronistic events that are all telling me to, to fucking bow down <laughs> or something, yeah. you know? And, and, and so I can, totally, I, yeah. so I can tell myself that it's something positive and say, oh, this is a, it's a test. It's like, a, if, if I, if I can learn to face these situations, maybe I can, become stronger and, 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 you know, maybe they're trying to show me my shadow or something and, and things like that. And there is some truth to this, I think. But at the same time, I'm afraid sometimes that it's a, it's a meat grinder. You know what I mean? Yes. That, that no matter how much I allow myself to be pushed down by these tests, quote unquote, 
maybe I'm not learning anything. Maybe I'm not getting stronger from these tests. Maybe I'm just, my energy's just being sucked out of me and my, you know, my will. Like maybe there is a way in which um, the numinosity of sync doesn't necessarily mean that it's a, that it's guiding you anywhere. 